Buckle up for a new episode of the Greenlight Personal Training Business Podcast, a podcast built for gym owners, personal trainers, and fitness enthusiasts who want to learn how to open, operate, and scale a brick-and-mortar gym or studio. Your hosts, Jeff Larsh and Dan Vizenton, have been in the personal training, gym ownership, and gym mentoring industry since 2009, and they're here to share their experience, knowledge, and failures on everything gym ownership, marketing, sales, operations, and fitness concepts. This podcast is brought to you by Greenlight Personal Training, a fitness franchise focused on positive impact of the client, coach, and owner. Greenlight Personal Training, less clients, more impact. Open your own Greenlight Studio in your city today. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Jeff and Dan. All right, here we go. Up and running. Welcome to the very first Greenlight Fitness Business Podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Dan Vizent, alongside Jeff Larsh. Hello, hello. So Jeff, neither of us know how to do a podcast. No, we do not. Um, but here we are. And we are here because I think, you know, for us, we're looking for an opportunity to kind of, you know, or place a platform to talk about the fitness industry, about business, about our unique experiences, and, you know, ultimately why we developed and created Greenlight Personal Training as a franchise model. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, we, I don't know, we've both been in the, in the business and in the industry for a really long time now. And, I think we have a lot to, to offer. I think we have a lot of, of advice and a lot of mistakes that we can, we're going to be talking about a lot on these conversations. And um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that going a step further right now and, and talking about why it's important for us, I think, to do something like this is that because more people than ever need something like this. And that's both from a professional standpoint and a, and a client standpoint, which we're going to get into a little bit more in today's talk. So so you mean specifically like the, the green light model? Is that what you mean? Just kind of like how we approach clientele in, in green light? Is that what you mean? No, I'm thinking more broader strokes um, that, yeah, you know what? Maybe a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, for what I wanted to talk about, what I think we were talking about, uh, discussing before this is that we wanted, we wanted to kind of paint a picture of why what has changed from pre-pandemic and post-pandemic and why we started a fitness business in the middle of a pandemic, which I think is on the, on the surface kind of a little bit crazy, but also why we think it's really important and why we felt like we had to do it. Um, so yeah, let's yeah, kind of get into it a little bit more. So kind of like the state of the industry, like, sure. Like, where do you see it now? Like you and I both kind of grew you know, over the last decade plus in a group fitness model, specifically CrossFit, um, yep. you did some sports specific training as well. Um, and, you know, over the last 10, 12 years, that has exploded, not just with CrossFit, but there's so many models out there that are group oriented, including Orange Theory, you know, Orange Theory's huge franchises, and then your mom and pop boot camps um, yep. as well. And, you know, there's a huge market for it. Yep. Of course there is because, because there, you know, there's a million, there's one on every corner. It's like Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Right. But where does, then the pandemic hits. Yeah. And everybody and, kind of takes a step back. eh? And everybody's like, Oh wait, 
what's going on here? What's where was, was what we were doing the right thing was what we were doing. Well, what was the evolution over the last 10 years actually where they wanted to be and actually getting them results. I think that's the question that our, our clientele actually started asking themselves. Well, I think even further to that, it kind of shined a light on, you know, deeper issues that sprouted during the pandemic, you know, especially where you and I live. It's like people were sheltered and shut down and their lives were kind of pulled from them. And, and you know, there's no socialization, which was a huge part of that, the other fitness models or sure. the fitness model, sorry. Um, and then it shined a light on, you know, more on nutrition, more on just, you know, what is it like to work and live, basically do everything from home and take less movement. Your daily movement just kind of evaporates, Yeah, you know, and it's like shines a light on those things. And, you know, if you look at a group fitness model, all it's offering is for you to go in and sweat and then chat with people after. And it's a one size fits all shop, right? There's no, there's no customization. There's no personalization. It's you go in, you do the workout that's there and you go home. So what would you, like, what would you say to that? Like, I mean, is it, is it as going as far as like people need more help? I, okay. Uh, my, my thoughts on this is that there are, there are two major groups of people that are, that are, that are looking for fitness and to improve their health and wellness. And one is a self-driven group that can go into a group setting without much accountability, without much structure and thrive because they've made a, a deep decision and they are just going to go four or five times a week. Cause if you don't go four or five times a week, you're not going to get the results you're looking for. That's how you get good results from a group fitness model. And honestly, CrossFit F45, Orange Theory, they're all going to give you decent results, but there's going to be no follow-up. There's going to be no accountability. You're on your own. You book your session you show up and you do it. Fantastic. I think that what the pandemic has done is created, or I don't know, maybe balloon the, the percentage of people that need more than that. And I've always found that we group fitness doesn't do a very good job of helping the new to fit people mm -hmm. new new to fitness people people that are are actually very overweight actually have some health issues based on their on on their body compositions and so that's why and and i think that group has grown i think that group has grown significantly um because of the pandemic because of everything we've gone through so i think those are the two big major groups and i think that the the second group the one that needs more help has gotten significantly bigger and that's why i think we that's why I know why we, we've decided to not do another group model and, and move to something a lot more personalized, a lot more specific. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it as well, like people that typically join group fitness, you know, if that wasn't the trend at the time, they would have joined the other trend. Like these are like self-motivated yeah. people yeah. who, you know, are going to throw down and get a sweat on, you know, any which way, no matter what. Um, but I think going into that second group of people you were talking about, you also just, you know, look at the demographics and aging population and it's, and it's like, okay, you know, the baby boomer kind of population, you, you know, now is like, these were always active people, right? You see a lot of, you know, a lot of people who travel a lot, who are into recreational sports and stuff like that. And, you know, they need to continue to stay fit and they see it as a priority because they don't want to be in the nursing homes like the generation before them, right? 
They don't want to be immobile. Um, and not that necessarily we're, we're targeting, you know, the 70 plus crowd, but you start <laughs> thinking about this stuff because of the pandemic. You start yeah. thinking about your quality of life because of what the pandemic did to you. Um, and I think that's really where Greenlight kind of inserted itself and now is trying to capture a market um, of that tip, that specific avatar. Do you agree with that? I agree 100%. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, you know, going back to, you know, kind of comparing different fitness models, you know, there's so many out there. We can talk about access, which is your typical kind of globo gym, good life, planet fitness, um, lifetime fitness type of thing. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the main key attributes that those have beyond just very low cost for the, for the consumer um, is that they have tons of amenities, you know, they've got all the equipment. um, And not only that, they have the notoriety and they're also the first thing that people think of when they say, Oh, I'm going to go to a gym. Yeah. Right. It's, it's ingrained in that. That's where you go to lose weight. That's, that's the, that's the first thought for most of people that aren't in the fitness industry that don't have Facebook feeds filled with people that are doing fitness. Right. So, but then when you peel it back and you say, what is, what are these places actually doing for the clients? Like, what is the answer to that? I don't know that they're doing anything no. except offering a place for the person to potentially come and figure out how to run on a treadmill, do some dumbbells or squats in a Smith machine or pay for high price personal training um or low or or low price personal training that's pretty much putting you on machines and counting reps for you right so ineffective personal training ineffective there you go well yeah it's doing something it's doing something but it's not a long-term solution it's not going to teach you how to how to become healthy it's not going to change who you are right i think it does i think you're bang on in that it's 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 the bare minimum as I think that, but I think that's the model. The access model is the bare minimum. That's is, the whole yeah. point. How many people can we get in here at a time? Right. Actually, that's a lie. How many people can we get not in here at a time? Right. And I actually have a funny little anecdote for that where um, we were looking at uh, uh, some payment processing stuff. And one of the features that was being offered was um, an automatic credit card update. And what they were, and the way they pitched it was, hey, most gyms actually have 20% of their clients who don't show up. And if you ding them with, uh, if you ding them with a credit card ask for something, they might quit on you. They were selling the feature to keep the people that aren't coming, coming to the gym and paying. Crazy. And we, like, we just looked at it. We we're like, that's a hard no. We're not going to do that. Because we all, what we're doing is so tough. Like, we don't need that. We're going to talk to them. We see them so often. There's the relationships there. But I, it was just such a, an eye opener being like, they actually said 20%. Like, so that you don't have to contact them. So they don't quit because you contact. It was just a wild thing. And it kind of speaks directly to what we're talking about right now in that it's the bare minimum. And that's, that's the whole model. So, Crazy. Yeah. So, you know, those are, I mean, I feel like those types of um, gyms, I don't know that they're going anywhere. I think they'll kind of here. They probably have the biggest market share, you know, hands down. 
Um, you know, you might get some higher end ones come in. We've seen recently you get some lower end ones come in just to open it up even more. You know, what was the funny one about um, Fit for Less that, you know, offers like Cupcake Fridays or Pizza Wednesdays or something like that. It's like, get people in the gym. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not completely against it. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not going down that road. Um, but they're, they're here to stay, I think. So, you know, at least... Oh you know, they, at least they offer a place for people to start. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not bad for the industry, no. but you know, they're not, I don't think they're what people need right now. And so when we move along the spectrum and we get into, you know, whether it's CrossFit gyms with, you know, you and I both own or, you know, an orange theory or F45 group style training, you know, what, what would you say or who, would you say those gyms typically are attracting and who do they best serve? That's actually? a good, that's the right question. Who do they best serve? And it's people that already, that have a, an athletic background or a fitness background. Um, they serve that we serve that market the best. The, and I'm, anybody in the fitness industry and like people that are just going to walk into your membership and are going to start paying your monthly or going to have a ton of fun um, that don't take up a lot of coaching time that just, can run your system very well. Those are the best clients. And those clients come often and a lot and get great results from it. But they are a small fraction of the people that actually need help. So what, why, why do you think that they fail? Like a lot of the people that they serve, because those places are very popular, right? Sure. And so what, like what, why do you think that they fail the majority, if you want to call it, of the people that actually um, end up going to them. Uh, that's a good, and you know what? I don't know if I would make the statement that they fail most of the people. Um, I would say that there's probably some, some cycling in and out. Um, I know my fitness journey has a lot of ups and downs personally. Um, but I, I do think that there's an oversimplification sometimes in, in the way they're operated to just be, um, basic so that they can they can service as as broad of a group as people as possible and and when you when you design your like classes or I'm, I'm kind of stuck on the classes right now i'm kind of pushed away the access stuff when you start designing your programs like that where it's a it's a raw raw your, your coach is a cheerleader rather than somebody teaching you how to move then the ceiling of what you're going to get out of that is is limited by one possibility of injury and, and two, uh, variance, and you're just going to get bored at, at some point of that model. Yeah. So I don't know. I think and then I think, the... I think if you pull it back and, and you look at it from a business perspective, I mean, you know, in those models, you can only charge so much, which means you can only pay your coaches so much. And if you can only pay your coaches so much, your expectation of what they're going to be doing can only be so high. And at the end of the day, it's kind of like, do no harm right? Sure. Try to make sure people don't get injured, like yep. you know, focus on them sweating a lot yep. um, and making sure that they have a good time, which is going to add to some stickiness of, you know, renewing month over month. Sure. Right. Um, so, you know, that kind of brings us to the other end of the spectrum, which is where green light really sits and that's you know yeah. a personal training style studio now our model is a little bit different than most of the other training studios out there 
Um, but if you just look at the in gym training in these training studios, you know, what are the, what are the benefits and, you know, who do you think they, they serve the best? You mean that personal training studios? Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be new to fit people, people that have a, a long journey that need, that need extra help. The two things that we always say that we give people that kind of really encompasses what I think would be the very top level, what any decent fitness program is going to give you. And it's two things, it's structure and it's accountability. So if you can provide your client a structured program that is designed to get them the results they want based off of biomechanics and physiology and the rest of the background of what trainers do that kind of is not client facing, if you can do that structure, that is fantastic. And then you can give them the accountability that is necessary to be successful at home. Because it's not just what's happening in the gym. We always say there's 168 hours in a week. You spend three hours in the gym. That is not going to be enough to reach your goals. So it's in the accountability of helping them set habits externally from the gym. Mm -hmm. That is really where the, that accountability portion is going to happen. Um, and it's going to actually become, that's going to turn from hard work into results for clients. And I, and I know this personal training, personal training studios are moving towards in, in general, a less they're, they're giving more outside of the gym. They're, they're not just focusing on the, the four walls. They're, they're able to give people nutrition counseling. Um, they're able to give people habits, uh, work on their habits um, and start delivering a more holistic approach. And that is absolutely what we've been trying to do here at Greenlight. That is what we've done here at Greenlight is we've given um, a very holistic approach. So I don't know if you want to talk quick, quick briefly on our four pillars, but it kind of give a background of exactly why we've done that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think at the end of the day, going down that road and, you know, our four pillars are daily movement, nutrition, strength training, um, and your habits, lifestyle habits. Um, and going down that road at the end of the day provides more value to the end user. And that value then turns into actual kind of change or actual actually helps them reach their end goals. A lot of people can go into personal training studios and have a ton of growth and success just from in-gym training because, you know, typical clientele aren't doing anything before they enter the gym. So them just going to the gym will provide some change. But at the end of the day, even the changes inside the gym will not last unless you make the changes outside the gym. And so, you know, kind of bringing this back to the whole idea of the pandemic and people people now understanding that there's more to fitness than just going to the gym, pushing weights and sweating, right? Fitness is a lifestyle. Fitness is important to health and health, including mental health. And by us and other, you know, providers um, creating programs that are more holistic in nature and give that accountability and structure like you talked about, that's where we're going to see real change in people's lives um, and make the biggest difference for them in their health and fitness. Love it. Leave it up. Let's leave it on that point. Let's, I like it. Um, cool. Okay. Well, there it is. Episode number one. Episode number one of the green light podcast. 
Um, so, you know, stay tuned with us, follow us, download us, listen to us anywhere you uh, listen to your podcasts. I think next episode, we're going to get into the green light motto of less clients, more impact. So if you're a trainer, if you are a gym owner, if you are a fitness aficionado um, looking to get into the space, this is what Greenlight Studios and the Greenlight brand lives by. Um, and we're going to, you know, open it up and, and get right into it. Can't wait. All right, brother. Well, we'll let's sign off here. Talk let's to see. you next Done. time. Bye, guys. Yeah.